Welcome to Courage to Create, a podcast for those choosing to live and lead from heart, soul, and desire. I'm your host, Claudia Whitney, a certified hypnotherapist and life and business coach for women. And I'm obsessed with supporting you on your path to living a more abundant, expanded life of purpose. I believe we were born to go big, and each week you'll hear inspiring interviews from passionate souls that dare to create their bold stories. And it's my hope that after hearing stories of truth, courage, and desire, you'll feel called to rewrite a part of your story that may be holding you back from living a life of your wildest dreams. Hello, everyone. I'm back, and it's Thanksgiving week. And when this episode goes live, I will be in Austin, Texas with my family, visiting some old friends from when we lived in Hong Kong, and I'm so excited. I love Austin so much, and it's been a place where I thought I could move to. I almost moved there a couple of times in my life, but um, Jason isn't sold on Texas, so we'll see what he thinks. (laughs) It'll be his first time there. And no, we're not moving, but we're always open to adventure and the right opportunity actually really love living in LA and I'm feeling so grateful for my life and what I've created for myself and my family here. And the sun is always shining. It's shining right now. And we went to the beach yesterday. And as I was sitting there with the sun on my face, I just felt so freaking happy. And I reflected on all the work I've done on myself to have what I have, to be able to create what I've created. And I'm just going to share a little story here about a message I got the other day from someone that's done some work with me. And she wanted to share with me how she's been jealous of me and my success as a coach. And ultimately, she shared that her jealousy is showing her what she wants. So, of course, you know, it's easy for her to think, oh, Claudia has it easy. She's married and has backing from her husband. It comes easy for her and all the things, right? We think these things. I know you've thought them too. As I was listening to her message, my jaw dropped a little because not long ago, I was comparing myself and feeling so jealous towards a friend of mine that's doing very well in her business. And I was thinking, oh, this woman is single and she doesn't have kids and she has all the time in the world to create and make things look beautiful. And here I am being pulled in all these different directions because of my family and all all the things, right? And when I was in that stinky comparison trap, I had to catch myself. Here I was, jealous of this woman, and I had to stop and really look at the situation and really look at what in all of this was what I actually desired for myself. Like her website and branding is so beautiful and my needs work. It doesn't totally reflect who I am today and what I'm offering. So instead of hating her, and hate is a strong word, but you get it, I get to see, oh, I want beautiful things and I want more time to create juicy content. And instead of being overrun by my jealousy, I can use it as inspiration. And, you know, this can actually expand me and what is possible for me. And the woman who shared she was jealous of me, I can be an expander for her. We never know what people are going through and what they've been through to get to where they are now. And we see the Instagram highlight reel and think it's easier for them than it is for me. And that thinking is not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get me anywhere. And we need to just drop it. 
And you'll hear my next guest's interview in a sec. Her name is Jaden Hummel, and she has an incredible journey of hitting rock bottom more than once and how all of it, the mess, the success, it all led her to where she is today, a three-time successful entrepreneur and certified trauma-informed and holistic life coach who now helps women live abundantly in their truth. I know her story will inspire you. And before we get to it, I just want to share one more thing. My money love course is coming up and I created it because over the last few years, I've been very focused on expanding my abundance, healing my money shame and changing my money story. Guys, I grew up so poor. I made bad, bad, very bad financial choices. I used to be so blocked around money that I couldn't even talk about it or look at my bank account. No exaggeration here. My course, core stories were so deep that I never thought I would release them and ever, ever have a healthy relationship with money. But I was determined <laughs> and I went to work on my subconscious mind. I've spent thousands of hours learning tools and techniques to reprogram your subconscious mind. And now I want to share with you the tools and practices that have worked for me, have worked for my clients all around wealth and abundance. So I'm really excited to share my five-day mini course. It's jam-packed with leading mindset tools to support you in rewiring a new money story and receiving the abundance that's meant for you. The link in the show notes um, has a Black Friday pricing until Monday the 28th. So you can get this five-day course for 88 bucks. You'll get all the replays and you get lifetime access. Okay, now who's ready for my interview with Jaden? Let's go. Hello and welcome back. I have another juicy interview for you today. I'm interviewing someone I recently met. I have Jaden Hummel here and I said her name correctly, so points for me. And you you know when you meet someone and you're like, hmm, this girl's done some things. She has a story and I want to hear it. So thanks for being here, Jaden. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So first I want to read your official bio and then we'll we'll dive into your life. No awesome. pressure, but we're just we're gonna dive into your life. We're gonna get down Perfect. and dirty. <laughs> I'm here so, for it. <laughs> I know you are. So Jaden is a three-time successful entrepreneur and two-time certified trauma-informed and holistic life coach. She has traveled the country running her own businesses, coaching, snowboarding, skateboarding, and helping women live abundantly in their truth. She now runs group coaching programs and workshops that support mostly women in living in the full expression of their life's purpose, or as she says, their highest alignment. Jaden believes that your truth is your gateway to your purpose, and she lives to spread that message to as many people as possible. So Jaden, I feel completely aligned with your message. It's probably why I like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you're you're living in your highest alignment and truth and purpose. And I know that it hasn't always been that way. So I'd love to hear more about where you came from, what inspired you to do what you're doing today. And yeah, and then we'll get into, then we'll get into the flow of the other stuff. So hello, welcome. Awesome. Thank you. It's so hearing your own bio being read. I'm like, whoa, that's me. Even though I wrote it, I'm like, it's really cool to hear it. So thanks for reading it so beautifully. And there's this part of me that it has always been this way. Like I've always been somebody who's followed my truth and followed my heart, but it totally has not 
always, always been that way. Like there's so many things that I did, even though I knew what I wanted, like jobs or this or that, or ways to kind of distract myself along the path. So I guess I'll take it. How far back do I want to go? How far back? <laughs> See, I mean, I love hearing the the part of the story where you were like, not the woman that you were today. Like yeah. that, that Jaden that was just like lost mm-hmm. or in her mess or, you know, not in her yeah. truth. Okay. I'll take you back to Vermont. <laughs> I'll give you a little backstory and then I'll take you to Vermont where I was not the, the me who I really want to be or who I am. And quick backstory. So I wrote in my bio that I was a three-time successful entrepreneur and I run my business that I have now, my coaching business. And before that, I had a house flipping company called Maple Summit that I started when I was 21. I convinced people to lend me $200,000 to flip a house in a neighborhood that was not yet up and coming and flipped a house when I was 21. And then I was coaching snowboarding in college and I moved to Tahoe to coach snowboarding. So I was coaching snowboarding. I was flipping a house. I started a window washing company out of my van in Tahoe. I was essentially a ski bum, if you will. I was living to coach snowboarding and basically seeing coaching snowboarding as the only way for me to do what I loved every day. So I had flipped a house. I was coaching snowboarding. I was traveling. I ended up living out of my van and I hit this point in Tahoe where I felt really sad for the first time. Like I wasn't depressed, but I felt like what depression was. I remember I'm like going deep really fast here, but I remember driving in my van. And if anybody's ever been to Tahoe or seen photos of it, it is the most beautiful place in the world. And I remember looking at the water and looking at the mountains and looking at the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and feeling so sad. And in that moment, I realized that I needed to leave Tahoe. I was like, this, something's not right. I'm in this beautiful place. I'm not happy. So I had been snowboarding, starting businesses. And I realized that I wanted something more stable in my life for the first time. And the first place that came into my mind was Vermont because that's where I went to college. And Vermont is amazing. There's a small community. There's amazing people there. So I had this brilliant idea at the age of 23 that I was going to move to Vermont and buy a house and live there forever. (laughs) That was my plan because I was sick of the uncertainty. I was sick of a season ending and like I was doing what I loved. I was snowboarding. I was traveling. I was working with people, but you know, the season would come to an end and I was so sick of that. So I moved to Vermont, which felt really stable. And I started This is the first time in my life I went for a nine to five. I started hanging out with a bunch of other people who are my age and they all had nine to fives. And when I first moved back to Vermont, I worked in a restaurant, which is something that I knew very well. And pretty quickly, all of my friends had nine to fives. My schedule was opposite everyone. And again, I was sick of the instability in my life. So I got a nine to five for my first time at an incredible company, this great marketing agency, not what I wanted to do with my life, but the company was great. And I had bought a house in Vermont. It was 
$120,000. I don't know where a lot of your clients are, but if you live in California, that's like the cost of going out to lunch in California, it feels like. Yeah, so I bought like the cheapest house I could afford in Vermont, which I worked really hard in my businesses to even be able to do that, which was so incredible. But bought this house that was falling apart. I put all my money into it. Like I didn't even do the 10% down payment. I did all the cash that I had and left $2,000 in my bank account. Because when I do something, I go all in. So I had to do that in my house too. So I had this house that was falling apart. I had no money. Wasn't making that much of my job. And still the most important thing for me was being able to snowboard, being able to have free time, right? That's a big theme in my life. It's like, as long as I can do the things that I want, I'm happy. And really quickly after getting that job, I realized that it was not for me. I was so tired. I remember calling my mom on the way home from work and I was like, is this normal? Like, I'm so tired. I don't even have energy to make dinner. And I'm somebody who, like, I work out twice a day. I skate, I snowboard. I I could, you know, I have tons of energy. And I was so tired. And I knew right when I got the job was when I really started knowing that I wanted to do personal development and coaching as a full-time business It had always been on my mind. I had done little things here and there my whole life. Um, But right around when I got this job was when I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. So I was ignoring this part of me that wanted to coach or do personal development. I didn't really know what that meant because I didn't have Instagram at the time. So I ignored that and I got the job. And as it goes, I was ignoring my desires. I was ignoring my truth. I wasn't willing to take action on it, but the universe was. So I ended up with two concussions that I got snowboarding back to back and totally just knocked me out. Like I got post-concussion syndrome. I had anxiety. I had concussions, no money, couldn't afford to heat my house. I remember one time the fridge broke and I was like, I can't. Like I, I guess I just won't eat. Like there's nothing in me to even do this anymore. Like it was every single thing. Every single thing was so hard. I just had another memory of one time it snowed a few feet and I couldn't afford to get my driveway plowed. And I just remember coming home and just slamming on the gas and just getting my car off the road and then all the snow froze around it. And I had to dig it out the next day, but everything was so hard. And when I got those concussions and hit what felt like to be rock bottom was the same time that I started really healing myself mentally, which was the first time I had to really heal mentally and started building my business that I have now. So when I was in Vermont, literally sitting on my cold, hard floor, just so unhappy, I did not feel like myself. That was the most I think I ever felt out of whack in my life. Yeah. I'm so curious. You know, it's interesting that at your rock bottom, we'll call it, where you're not feeling great, you're healing from concussions, you don't have 
money to pay your electric bill or whatever, you know, the story, mm-hmm. the, there's the story. And that was the moment you were like, I'm going to start my coaching business and dive more into self-development and help other people. Like, you know what I mean? Usually it's the other way around. Usually it's like, oh my God, my life is amazing and I've made it. And I want to show people how I made it. It's almost like you're using that as a way to also motivate you or create momentum or inspiration for you to, to, to show up so that you could be that person to to help other people. I'd love to, I don't know if I put words in your mouth, but I'd love to hear more about that because there are going to be people that are listening that feel like they've hit rock bottom or they're in a, they're in a place where they're completely stuck. And like, I don't know if your words might just help inspire. Yeah. I think at that point, like my business totally healed me, you know, actually following my truth and doing that totally healed me. But I think I hit that point that everything sucked so bad that no matter what, it couldn't really get any worse financially or like, you know, there were like these pieces and I had no choice but to start to listen to what was true for me. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I think that was the biggest piece. It was like, okay, I'm ready here. I'm already kind of unhappy (laughs) and struggling. And it had always been this personal development and mindset work and healing work. I didn't mention this in my story, but I had done energy healing. I had always been interested in personal development. I had read the books. I had gone through yoga teacher training and all of these things I knew my whole life, I hadn't been listening to. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of got slapped in the face, with that, when I was in Vermont, I just had that point of, I have no option but to listen to myself. And at the time, I really didn't know what coaching meant. I was like, maybe I'll just make a little bit less money than a therapist because I'm tired of going to school. I had you know, got a college degree and did so many other things. I had no idea what it meant, but I really leaned into my own healing journey and like working with my own coaches and I was just like, you know what? I have something Mm -hmm. to share. Like I'm going through this and I'm just going to share the things that are the most real to me. Yeah. And I think that it comes down to that calling, that whisper of truth. You, you know, I know you speak about that. And I also, I think about, you know, I have a part of my story where I would sit on the floor every night crying to Jason because I knew that I wanted a coach as well. And just like, how the fuck do I get this off the ground and go not maybe even understanding what it fully meant, but knowing that it was, it it was what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I love this piece of the story because inside of you, there was a nudge that this was the step, the next step, and you weren't listening to it and you got the nine to five job and you did other other things and you were being completely drained and depleted because you weren't living in alignment with your truth, right? And it's like the universe was like, okay, if you're not going to do it, (laughs) if you're not going to do it, we'll make sure that we, you know, knock you down or, uh, you know, create some kind of path so that you will. And so, I just, I like this part of the story because I think that desire and our calling and the whispers, and I like to call them breadcrumbs. I I think they're everything. I think it's like, mm-hmm. how it's, it's like, do you turn right or left? Like, it's like, well, listen to your intuition, your inner knowing, your body, there's wisdom there. And I honestly like live by that. And I know that you do too. So I just, yeah, I really want to highlight that. So that maybe somebody's listening and they feel inspired 
to start to listen to their nudges and whispers. And I'd love for you to speak more about that and like what that means for you. I mean, I have my own definition, but like what, what are the nudges and whispers for you? And I know that you say that your truth is leading you to your purpose. That's in your, your bio, right? So just speaking more to like what that means. Totally. This is such a good one. I'm like, where do I go with this? And yeah, I do. One of my beliefs is that your truth is leading you to your purpose. And when I think about that, it's not only your truth, but speaking your truth and taking action on your truth leads you to your purpose. So when I get those little whispers or when these things come up, I always think you have the whisper or the breadcrumb, as you say. And on the other side of that is the thing that you're maybe meant to do or the solution or the outcome. And in between those two things, there's all these possibilities and all these stories. And in my life and in my mind, it's the quicker I can act on those little breadcrumbs and just figure out what to do or what not to do, the more clarity comes through. So it's when it's kind of the way I've always gone about it is radically acting on those little things to shorten the time. Because I remember when I first thought about coaching, I just Googled and nobody listening, please, nobody do this. I just Googled life coaching certification and I just did the first one I saw online. And it was never really attachment to, am I going to do this? Or is it even the right one? But in my mind, it's how can I just start to take action on this and start to see the answers as quickly as possible? And it was never really about, I didn't have Instagram at the beginning. So there was really no outcome I was after. I had no idea what it was. It was just really taking action and listening to those little voices. And I think when I did that at kind of a rock bottom place, rather than I made it, let me help everyone. I was really clearly shown the importance of the work. Like I was so in it. But I was like, okay, I have messages right here and they're so loud and I'm so working on them. And it had been stuff that I had already worked through in my life prior it just resurfaced again at this point that I felt really called to actually take action on it and share it. What I want to add to that is something that I share with my clients all the time is that action creates clarity mm-hmm. because the more action you take, you become more clear, but also action also plus courage is what equals confidence. So like, we're always waiting to like feel more confident or not feel like a fraud, but it's like in the acting, in the taking action and doing the things and doing them scared and not what, you know, not caring if it's perfect or not, like just done is better than perfect is what I always say is like in that is where you get the clarity is where you start to gain the confidence Mm -hmm. and you feel more comfortable doing it. So I really love this action. I call it like inspired action, action that is like, because you're following the whisper and breadcrumbs, when you take that kind of action versus like the, I should do this because it's what someone told me to do or what my parents wanted me to do. Inspired action feels so free and good. And it is fast because it's like in alignment. And I find that when I take inspired action, like things just happen and synchronicities start to happen and coincidences. And it feels like magic. But when we are taking action, like the nine to five job, right? Nine to five job was like, 
I should do this. I just bought a house. Like I've got to, yeah, survive basically. So I think this is a really good point for sure. I love that too, because with the inspired action, it like has to be something that you want to do. Like that's what I always lean in on. It's if it's something that you really want to do, you'll, it doesn't really matter what happens from it. And I want to share because I think you'll, you'll like this piece and anybody listening my first coaching call that I took, I was sitting on my cold, hard floor in Vermont in the dark. It was pitch black. In my, like, I don't know. I didn't have the courage to turn the lights on, but I got on a coaching call and I had, I was like having anxiety the whole time. It was with somebody who's totally not the type of person I would ultimately want to work with, but they were willing to get on a call with me. And I was just sitting on the floor in Vermont, like on my cell phone, taking this call, but I wanted to connect with people. I just like wanted to do it so bad that even though it was probably terrible and they never booked another call with me, (laughs) it was free. They never did another one. I wanted to do it and I didn't care. And even though I was sitting there and I was in the dark and I was freezing, I just wanted to do it and it felt right. And I think as long as there's that peace and that intention that you're doing it for the right reason, it's always going to lead to that clarity and closer to what you want to do. Exactly. And it's like, you know, often people will say, and I'm sure you get this from your coaching clients, it's like, what's the right decision? You know, and I'm always like, every decision is the right decision because like from that decision, you know, you, you become more clear if you want to continue in that direction or not. And so like in that moment, you were like, I'm going to do this no matter what. So was it the right decision that the, the way that you did it and on your cold floor and in the dark and hurt them not calling back, that was exactly the way that it was meant to be. And maybe the next time you brought a little different energy to it, you lit a candle or something, you know what I mean? Right, it's like, yeah. you can <laughs> learn from, from the choices that we make. And, and when we start making everything the right decision or the right choice, there's also like a different energy that comes along with that. And, and I believe that our energy is everything, you know? I just, I just love that. I, I was thinking about when I, when I first started coaching, <laughs> I would like have my desk covered with all my tools, like every yeah. limiting belief exercise, the, <laughs> the grow coaching model. Like, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to have to use, but I'm going to make sure it's sitting in front of me so that I don't fuck this up. Yeah. It used to be like a puzzle, like a game. You're like, what are they going to say? And what tools do I know? Where now I'm sure it's just, you know, it just comes through. You kind of know what to say. I don't know when that happens, but it happens at some point that you have enough practice and tools that you kind of just know. But in the beginning, it's like you're preparing for like paintball. You're like, what are they going to do? How am I going to get my tools? Like, yeah, it's like a game in the beginning. That's really funny. Yeah. I remember preparing so much for this one client and she wanted to quit her job. And so I had all my tools and then she got on the call and her and her girlfriend were like fighting. And I was so not prepared to coach her on relationship <laughs> stuff. I was like, wait, I have this whole plan for you to quit your job. What? You're like, I don't have the right tools out. That's so funny. But, but I love this too, because you know, when you said, I don't know what, what the point was where you let that go. And it, and it really has a lot to do with uh, surrender you know, I just had to trust in myself and my skills and my knowing and just surrender. I mean, 
this can apply to anything, you know, trusting yourself in relationships, trusting your knowing and your sight in your work or whether or not you want to like leave someone, quit the job, start a business, start snowboarding, (laughs) whatever, whatever it is. It's really that just like trusting that inner voice and trusting the the breadcrumbs. We'll go back to that. Um, So let's talk about risk. My favorite. (laughs) Cause it kind of sounds like, like as we're talking, it's like, Oh, but they've, they're just risk takers or, you know, I want to talk about risk because you've definitely, you know, you've lived out of your van, you've, you know, moved and spent all your money in, in a house that was falling apart. Like you've definitely taken risks. I've moved countries. I've taken my share of risks and I want to talk about it because it's really scary for people. And I feel like it's one of the biggest things that stops people from following their dreams. And so what do you, what kind of inspiring thought do you have for us today, Jaden, about taking risks, taking the leap? Yeah. Ooh, this is good. And I, I want to say like, we are all so different, like human to human to human, like the amount of risk that we're all comfortable with is so different. And I want to preface with saying that I am a little bit of a risk taker and not everybody's like that. And it's really interesting because in the body, we move when we're in survival, right? It's like our primal instinct where if we don't have food or we don't have shelter, we'll do everything it takes. So the little bit of that survival has been really supportive for me. It always has lit a fire under me, but that's not true for everyone. Like not everybody operates that way. And, you know, I could trace it back to my childhood. My dad was an entrepreneur. He started his own business. He's a general contractor. He started building decks. So I saw uncertainty in entrepreneurship and massive security, like in my childhood, like even though it was uncertain and even though there were risks, like we owned our house. It always felt safe. Even if it wasn't safe, that was portrayed to me as a kid. So Mm -hmm. I've been somebody who I've been okay with taking risks. And that's something that has always shown up for me, which is why I've done some of the crazy stuff that I've done. And I'm also an athlete. Like I do action sports. I skateboard. I, I drove to Alaska with my friend, Mary with $2,000. Like I would be terrified to do that right now, but I did that when (laughs) I was a kid. So I'm totally a a risk taker, but I think it's all about finding that perfect recipe of how much risk makes you move toward what you want. Like, I know that I'm somebody that if I'm like, if, if somebody was like, Hey, I'll give you this much money a month, let's say it's what I make now. And I'll just give it to you. I wouldn't work. I would be who knows where sitting on a beach surfing every day. I wouldn't show up if I, when I had my job, my nine to five, I couldn't get myself to like build my business. I just couldn't do it because I had that stability. So I think it's all about really figuring out how much uncertainty is enough for you. And and what are you willing to do? Like, what do you really need and where can you add those pieces in? So for me, I'm totally cool with not having any money and taking a big risk and not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. But for somebody else that could look like dropping into imagining, okay, let me pretend that if at the end of the month I was going to lose my job or let me pretend 
you know, almost add in that survival before it happens to see like, maybe that's enough. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I just want to say like th- this whole how much risk makes you move towards what you I just love that. Yeah. So much like I wrote it down because it, it's like wow, I haven't thought about it like that, but I do know that certain people are motivated by different things. Like I definitely get that. We get to look at our motivation and see, okay, so you figure out your risk and then for motivation what motivates you. And I think so many of us make it wrong, what motivates us. And even in like my trauma-informed coaching practices that I do, it's like some people's motivation is to prove other people wrong. Some people's motivation is to prove your supporters right. Right. So it's like, what is the thing that motivates you? So part of your motivation is like, I'll show you, like, I'll prove to you, you know, that I can do it. I don't know if that's proving people wrong or proving yourself right but well well, what's interesting is it worked for me for a long time like I got out you know I left when I was 18 I've done many things and then it worked until it didn't right Mm because then I was with my husband I get married and then we would have to like you know talk about finances and I'd want to do something and it was something I'd never had to discuss before with anyone I just did whatever I wanted and I would get this fuck you I don't need you I'll go make this happen and I had to prove you And I could feel it. It was this childhood thing coming up. And it was the thing we really had to heal and work work through because he was like, he kept having to remind me, we're a team. <laughs> like, thank God I had such a like conscious man. And yeah, like, so, so it worked man. until it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because can you have that awareness of like anybody listening or in yourself of, can you have that awareness of this is my motivation and I'm just going to use it as motivation, not as a way of life. Like I can be motivated to like, what's my motive? Like my motivation is I like to prove my supporters, right? Like I like to prove people who believe in me. I like to prove them right. And I know that that's part of my motivation, but I don't let it be my way of life, if that makes sense. It's just like this little spark that I can borrow. It's like when I launch, if you might have a lot of coaches who listen to the podcast, when I launch a group program, if one person signs up, I have so much motivation to prove to that person who signed up that I can fill the course. It's not about anybody else. Like that's the orientation of my motivation. And I think that's really cool to look at where am I, where do I motivate myself? And can I just let that be motivation and not be anything else? Like, and can like I just said, borrow it? Yeah. And not making it wrong. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. And I think like when you bring awareness to it, I think that's, that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. Just being aware of like, oh, this is happening and this is how I'm operating and not making it wrong. And I love this idea of motivation. I've never talked about it on the podcast and really thinking about are people motivated by pain or are they motivated by pleasure? I think everyone's different. I know. I really think everyone's different. And like in different points of your life, there's different ways that you're motivated too, you know? Now that I have a kid... I like what you're saying. You probably wouldn't take certain risks today, but I'm definitely different now that I have like a family and I feel more responsible for them. And so I'm definitely motivated by different things and I want him to be healthy and happy and alive, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
I never had to keep a human alive, you know, (laughs) no pressure, but, um, yeah. So that definitely plays into it. Marketing is interesting. I just did a super like pain pointy marketing post today, which I don't really use pain point marketing. I'm all about maybe explain what pain point marketing is just in case. Pain point is like, are you tired? (laughs) I think of the old, the old commercials that are like, are you tired? Try Tylenol or whatever, you know, it's like (laughs) commercials like that. And it really dig at your problem. And usually the way I like to be marketed to and the way I like to market to people is showing what's possible, really Mm -hmm. showing people like what they can do, highlighting, you know, the empowerment, highlighting the potential. But I made a post today that essentially said, how long are you willing to let it live inside of you? Like you want to quit your job or you want to start your business or there's something in your relationship you haven't said how long will you let it live inside of you? Because it will come up eventually. And at the end of the post, I wrote, when you get to the end of your life, what are you going to wish that you said? And what are you going to wish that you did? And normally, I don't like to think about the, the negative, if you will, or the pain of it. But it's so important to get real with yourself. And that question of when you get to the end of your life, what are you going to wish that you did was a question that really lit a fire under me to actually not waste any time and start doing what I wanted in life. So I think a little flavor of both is what we all need. Exactly. I think you're right. You made me think of the post that I did on Instagram where I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, looking for guests to be on my podcast. And I did like a little poll and so many people reached out to me and they're like, yeah, I want to be a guest. I want to be a guest. I got like 14 or 15 women that reached out to me and guess how many people I had fill out the survey. How many? One, you. Was it me? You were the only one that filled out the fucking survey. Yeah. So just, you know, it's like how, when you said, how long will you let it live inside of you? It's like, and then I made a post or I made a story yesterday saying, all right, I put this out there. 14 of you reached out, said you want to be on the podcast. Only one person actually did the thing. And I think it really goes with what you're saying about how long are you willing to let this live inside of you? It's like we have desires and dreams and things we want to do and accomplish. But like the only difference between you and any of those other women is that you took the action, that you filled out the form. And now we're here having this amazing conversation that's going to inspire somebody. And it's like when you let that stuff live inside of you, you're only depriving, you know, the world of your magic and whether it be like with your family or if you are a coach or whatever your gifts are, it's like, how long are you willing to like play small? I will take action like all day. And it's so important. And when you were saying that too, I really think of relationships too. Like how long are you going to sit in a relationship where I always use this example, like if you're in a relationship and they put their shoes on the right side of the door and you want the shoes on the left side of the door and you don't say it for 10 years, that could ruin your relationship if you hold it inside of you long enough. But the faster, yeah, like like you said earlier, the faster we take action, the faster say the thing. Yeah. It's like, do it. There is no, there's no time to waste. And also like, there's not that there's nothing to be afraid of, but there's no time to waste. And the quicker you do something, the less time you sit in fear or the less time you sit in uncertainty. This reminds me, I skateboard too. And I have this thing with skateboarding where when I get to a spot or a skate park, 
if the thing scares me, so for anybody listening, let's say I'm like at a mini ramp, it's, you have to drop in on it and you like drop in and you go fast. So if the mini ramp is bigger than what I'm used to, or if whatever the obstacle is in front of me is scary, I have a five minute rule that I am going to do it within five minutes of getting there. Because if I wait longer than five minutes, I will terrify myself <laughs> and build up all these stories of why I can't do it. So in skateboarding, I have a five minute rule that I'm going to do the thing in five minutes. And I think that's sort of how I live my life too. It's like, just do it. Because the longer you wait, the more, st- the more evidence you have of why you can't do it. And this is great leading back to what we were talking about before with risk and safety and the primary function of our nervous system is to keep us safe. Safe equals familiar. Safe equals the things that you've always done. So when we are, how was I going to tie that in, right? So it's like we always want to do the things that are safe. And the longer we think about something, the more unsafe it's going to feel. The more risk we're going to allow ourselves to think of. I think the faster we can do things and store evidence in our body that we can do it. Mm -hmm. So now that I, let's say if this was my first podcast interview, which it's not, but let's say it was, now I have evidence that I can do a podcast interview. So the next time it'll be easier. And what we want to do when we move through our life is store evidence and build safety with our body that we can do things. And the only way to store evidence is by doing something. I love how you're talking about building safety in our body and how evidence helps to to do that. Because I'm like you, I'm also just like a risk taker. I'm like, fuck it, let's just do it. It'll all work out. Like I, I trust, you know, I'm just like, I'm like that. And thinking about people that are, that don't feel safe and how we can, you know, how we can create safety in our bodies in moments of like, I'm going to go after it. And so I know, I know you're speaking about storing evidence and I'm curious if there's any, because I know you're like trauma informed. I'm curious if you have anything more to add to this. From a trauma-informed approach of essentially what we want to do is we want to make things feel more safe. So if we're looking at something that feels unsafe, our job is to start to build that evidence and trust with ourselves. So the first thing that I always recommend looking at before you look at anything else is does my environment support what I want to do? Because we can look at all the ways that we're wrong or all the ways we can't do things or we can do things. And sometimes the biggest thing that we get to look at is our environment. So if we set ourselves up with an environment that feels safe and feels supportive or feels like we can actually do the thing, that's step one. Like, for example, if you're running a business and you don't actually have place to put an office. And step two, which is the most important thing for making things feel safe, is having really good high quality co-regulation. And this could be mentors. This could be having a group chat with your friends or having supportive people around you. Because what that does is if you haven't done the thing yet, so it might feel like a really big risk to you, But if you can get yourself around other people who have done it and other people who can show you that it's possible, you can take their evidence and store it in your body. So if you haven't created any evidence, you want to look at the people around you and steal their evidence and store it in your body and go, they did it. Like she did it. I can do it too. 
right? It's super simple. Like they did it. So can I, so if you haven't created the evidence, getting yourself around people who show you that it's possible. And then the third piece is baby steps. Every time you do something to acknowledge it, celebrate it and store it in your body. So if you do one coaching call, and even if you're on the floor in your cold, dark house and you did a terrible job, you go, I did that and I can do another one. If you're afraid to, I'm still, I hate going live on Instagram. It always freaks me out. But you go live on Instagram and you go, I did that. It's safe. I'm still alive. My aunt liked it. One person liked it. (laughs) You take all the evidence and this is so important and you store it in your body. Because if we can build all of that, then we have that to look at rather than all the reasons why we can't do something. So when we want to do something we haven't done before, our job is to become an evidence gatherer and gather it from other people, gather it from yourself and build that up so that when it feels like a risk, you can look at your own library and look at your own past and go, oh no, I can do it. I've already done it. And when people are doing something or taking a risk, especially when starting a business, usually it's something that we've already been doing our whole life. When I started coaching, I had been giving people advice forever. Friends, family, everyone in the restaurants, everybody who I worked with, coaching, snowboarding. So can you just look at all of that, give yourself credit for what you've done and realize more often than not, we're so much further along than we think. Yeah, that was really beautifully said. And I love those three points. I agree with all of them, you know, and going back to number two, when you talked about group, it's number one, why I love group coaching programs, whether I'm a part of them or they're my group coaching programs, because you really can, like you said, use other people's successes and wisdom, even when they've made mistakes as, as your own knowledge and yeah, safety and security and evidence. So I think that's really beautiful. Another thing I wanted to say about that is, you know, it doesn't even have to be joining a group coaching program, right? If you're listening, you're like, well, I can't join a group coaching program. I have three other friends and we created a group on WhatsApp. And right now our theme is money. And we go in there and we celebrate when we make money, when we manifest, when we we celebrate when we find a penny on the floor. Do you know that. what I mean? And yeah. it's it's like our friends and it's that's the theme and the topic. It's all we talk about. And we're rooting each other on when someone gets a client or when someone comes up with a new idea or program or whatever. And so that has been, we love it. It's like, we're so like lit up by this group. And so you can do it that way. And I just wanted to say that in case you are listening and you're like, I can't, I don't have that. My friends, you know, it's like find one friend that you can celebrate and create like a, a, we're just going to celebrate once a week, or we're going to celebrate once a day, you know? Yeah. And I love that you said that. And I have a group too, with people where we're every day, it's what am I grateful for? And what is my desire for the day? I mean, they're just friends. I don't pay for it. And, and you can choose, I think it's all about your intention behind it. And having a friend. So if there's somebody who you look up to, to go, I'm going to consciously look at them as an example for what's possible. When I started my online business, again, did not use Instagram. Like this was so new to me, but there was this one girl who had done it and I would consciously open up Instagram when I was feeling doubtful. And I would look at her page, not from a place of 
oh my God, I'm not good enough. But from a place of, I'm going to go onto her page and I'm going to remind myself that I can do this. Somebody else did it and I can do it too. So even if it's just choosing somebody as a role model and being able to have that boundary with yourself, not to go into comparison because I know that's the slippery <laughs> slope of like. But if you can have a boundary and maybe it's not everyone, I don't think any of us have the capacity to go on Instagram and see the beautiful potential that everybody reflects within ourselves. But maybe there's one person or one friend who you can commit to using as like that light going, oh, cool. They're, they're going to be the person who shows me when I need it. We can find that. Anybody can find that, whether it's a friend or it's online, or even if it's your best friend or your partner, like you can look at that evidence in someone else. I think you nailed it when you said be intentional about it, like creating like, okay, this is like a person that inspires me. I don't feel bad when I look at her page, like it actually gives me evidence or it gives me like this, you know, if she can do it, I can do it mentality. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, and not looking at everyone, you know, I've even started to unfollow anyone that like does that to me where I find myself comparing and saying, I'm not beautiful yeah. as beautiful rich smart or as her whatever it is you know mm-hmm. and just started unfollowing them or muting them because I just my energy can't yeah, handle you don't need it. I have everyone yeah. muted every single person I went to I unfollowed everyone a few months ago everyone I had followed zero people I don't really recommend that it kind of like messed everything up and now like i just weird. I got I, kicked off of Instagram doing that. I, my whole yeah. account <laughs> disappeared. I went and started unfollowing, like, I think like a thousand or 2000 people yeah. and I, and my account was deactivated. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But when I followed everybody back, I muted every single person. So now I consciously choose to look at people and that's made a huge difference in my life to be able to be in the driver's seat. And I think in life, the more that we can really be in the driver's seat and setting those boundaries, the better off we're going to be. Yeah. I love that. I've, I'm really loving this conversation Me so too. much. If you had like a message, like what is mm-hmm. your message to the world? Or if you could leave people with one truth. I think the thing that comes to my mind is like, I think this is Nike's logo or Nike's motto, but it's like, just do it. And I would put a swear word in there, but it's like, just do it. Just say it. Like, just really do it, speak it, say it, act on it. Like, whatever it is that's coming up, it's so simple. Our mind will do everything to keep us safe. Our body, not our mind, our nervous system, literally, for anybody listening to this, our body's primary function is to keep us where we are. Literally, that's what our body's trying to do. So when anytime we get a hit or anything to do something else, our body's going to try to keep us safe. So my biggest advice is just do it. It will come eventually. Like you'll act on it eventually. Do you want to do it now or do you want to do it later? I see it happen so much. Like I have clients come to me and they're like, oh, I really want to go full time in my business, but I'm just going to do this, that, and this, and that, and that, and that before. And I'm like, why not now? Or I'm just going to do this, and then I'm going to move, and then I'm going to, and then I'll start. It's like, just start doing it. I think the quicker we can just 
start taking action on things. And it doesn't have to be huge and outcome oriented, but if you want to live a life, and this was a huge thing for me, I wanted to have time freedom in my life. So I started creating it before I had money, before I had the business. My whole business was built around the fact that I wanted hours to drink my coffee in the morning. I did not wait until I had a business. I started drinking coffee for hours every morning because that was what I wanted. So I think just start making time and space for the things that you want. And just going back to number three, I think it was baby steps, you know, and Mm -hmm. I fucking love this part of you building your business around you, having your three, three hour coffee or whatever, (laughs) whatever, whatever it is, because I did the opposite. I was like, do whatever it takes to like get Mm -hmm. the business. It's priorities. It's just, it's how I did it. It is how I did it. And, but now when I teach women, cause I teach women how to start their businesses, I focus so much on what's the lifestyle you want to have? What's the ideal day? What is that? And let's build your business around that because I learned the hard way. So I am glad that you spoke to it. And I think it's so cool. Yeah. I think there's so many answers in these little things. I hear people a lot. They're like, I don't know what I want to do, or I want to do this, but I don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm like, what's one thing that's important to you? They're like, I like to work out. I'm like, great, work out every day. What time do you like? Like, if we can listen to, I think that's another message is if you don't know what the full outcome of your thing is, just look at little tiny things that you know you want. Mm. Like, we all know there's something. Like, I know something for a lot of people is they don't like to wake up to an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what's one thing and commit to it? Like, another thing for me is I wanted... It's a whole other conversation. Like with money, it's like if you're manifesting money or whatever, it's like your orientation has to be correct. You have to be manifesting it for the right reason. And one of my things was I wanted to be able to eat organic food, buy all the herbs that I wanted, like herbal supplements, like echinacea, and buy all the healthy things without having to worry. Mm. So I started doing that. Like there were times when I would do that over have enough food in my grocery card, but I knew that that was important. So it's, can you pick the little things that you know and do not waver on them? There's a way. Ooh, girl. Amen. <laughs> Love that. I want you to tell people how to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. um, where you hang out. If you have anything coming up, um, I'll put everything in the show notes. So any links that you talk about, I will definitely have here. So what's up girl? Cool. Um, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram or check out, check me out over there to see what current offerings I have. I run my, I do all group coaching programs. So they're open at different times, but I'm always posting on there about what's open. You can book a call with me if you just want to connect to do something down the line. And then I also have free resources on Instagram. And depending on when this comes out, I'm also starting my own podcast. So that will be coming out at some point in the future um, to check on Instagram because that'll be where I'll be sharing about it. I'm so excited for you. I appreciate you, everything that you shared. I really do think it's going to create like a big impact with people. And so just thank you for what you do, for being an inspiration. And um, I look forward to seeing what you know what you end up doing next. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You might get me on a skateboard one day. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. 
Thank you so much for being here today. If you feel like you're looking for extra support, don't hesitate to reach out to me. This is what I do. I help women get unstuck and move into the next chapter of their life with so much courage, so much confidence and clarity. You can head to my website, claudiawhitney.com or jump into my DMs on Instagram at with.claudiawhitney. All right, here's to taking those small steps and making huge shifts happen in your life. Be well and much love. Thank you.